Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, good to be back with you guys. Uh, I'm here with Brandon, my producer today. Hey, Brandon. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. No? Very good. Yeah. I'm here with my wife, Emily. Um, it's a special week. It's, it is a special week. I was uh, like, not only yeah. are we good, we are great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's our son Wyatt's uh, first birthday week. Um, so we had a little a little celebration today with our, with our gym crew, our gym family, who, um, you know, we, we have such an amazing uh, community here and everyone's helped us, helped us raise Wyatt this year. It's been a strange year to say the least, but, you know, everybody's chipped in and really helped us raise him and look after him. And, you know, me and Emily both obviously work full time and, you know, we have a lot of people who, who help take care of him. Um, it takes especially, a village. Especially Emma and especially Angela. And yeah. Huge shout out to Emma and Angela yeah. who just like transformed the gym today into the wild, wild west. Yeah. And brought balloons and... Limbs and uh, horses and animals and, and animals and, and made it... They got him a little... One of those little rocking chair horses. Yeah. Oh, but so today is just such a reminder of like how lucky and blessed we are that we've like built this community that now just loves our son. I love that. Well, it's also like because you know you watch the news and everything just seems so so shitty and so negative. But then you come in and you experience like so much like love and care and all that kind of stuff. And it just you know it picks you up and it makes you realize like there are really good people out there. You know, and it's so good. It's very, it's really easy to like descend into madness when you watch the news and just think culture is doomed. But <laughs> completely, we forget that community is such an important thing and that most people don't have someone to talk to at the end of the day or even just come by and give them a hug or. Right, you can't even give somebody a hug in public anymore. You know, I, I, I think there's something really interesting that's, that's happening right now with with you know us really understanding how important society is to us because when people don't have human contact, when people don't have any social interaction, you know, it affects their health. I was speaking to a, a client of mine who who has two grandmothers, both in their nineties, both you know razor sharp before before uh, before we went into um, quarantine. And, um, you know, both in very good health. But as soon as, you know, quarantine hit, he noticed, you know, a decline in their health. Um, as the weeks and months got by, they just lost sharpness. They just... Zest for they, life. They just lost their zest for life because they weren't seeing anybody. They didn't have their normal routine. They didn't have their usual communication. They just, you know, they sit all day on their own, probably watching endless See, stupid yeah. television that just fills their minds with... Those midday ads. I mean, it's Oof. just it's just awful. And... Um, we we need social interaction. We are we are social creatures, and if we don't have it, it's it's not good for us. It's not healthy. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a sad sad situation. Um, but not yeah. today. It's not. Not today. Not today. Today was a reminder of how how great it can be when you know, great people come together. Um, so today we are we are in our second kind of half of this code of the West track we're on. Um, I'm kind of going through these because these are the values that you know I I try and stick to myself and values that I try and instill into the business in some fashion. Um, it's it's stuff that's important to me, uh, and it's not stuff I get right all the time. Again, it's stuff that I I kind of aspire towards, um, and a lot of it seems very very relevant right now. Just just in terms of you know where we are as a society and as a culture, you know as a country as as people. Um, you know, because I think we're all trying to like hold on to some values that mean something. 
because there's so much around us that doesn't seem to mean anything and there's just so much nonsense and so much you know so many lies and so much back and forth and so much politics and all this you know crap that we deal with and it's just it's just i think it's important to just have a set of values for ourselves that we that we that we shoot towards that we we look for in ourselves and we we try and we try and bring out in others uh, and just to keep us grounded in something um you know, these are the things that I, I wake up in the morning and Emily always like makes fun of me because I, you know, I sit with my coffee and I read these values and I try and think about how, how I'm going to make these values current in my day. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to do these things? How am I going to do these things better? I should say, because like I said, I don't always get it right. Um, and it's just something, you know, something to shoot for. Um, so I'm going to go through all 10 again. We did uh, uh, the, the first five in the last podcast. We're going to go through all 10 and then we're going to start at number six today. Can you refresh me on the, the first five? Can you yeah, get I'm me go in state? That. Okay, yeah, good. Okay. So the, the number one uh, was live each day with courage. Oh. Uh, number two was take pride in your work. Number three is always finish what you start. Number four is do what needs to be done. Number five was be tough but fair. Which is so good. Yeah. Now, uh, the last five points, so starting with number six, which we're going to go through today, is when you make a promise, keep it. Number seven is ride for the brand. Number eight is talk less and say more. Number nine is remember that some things aren't for sale. It's probably my favorite one. And number 10 is know where to draw the line. Um, And I know all these things sound like very simple things. And you know, I think at some point these things were given. It was just like, of course, this is the way things should be. But we just seem to have gotten so far away from these these basic values that I think it's worth, you know, going back over them and, and, and really trying to think about what they mean and why they're important. Um, so starting with number six, um, when you make a promise, keep it. Uh, now, this seems to be particularly apt right now with the, with the political state of things and just politicians in, in general because... You know, every time you make a promise and don't keep it, you lose integrity, right? And 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 politicians, it's all it's always it's always it's not just American politics; it's politics all over the world. It's like people just say things to get into power. They just make endless promises, meaningless promises. Right. I feel like the word before promise is empty. Like the like we're ingrained now that like promises pretty much mean nothing. Like we almost say like don't promise because you know that you can't like you know you can't. It's, it's almost a joke, right? It's a, it it's a, it's a joke when a politician a makes right a promise. Cause I, I was mean, like, okay, right. Yeah. But, but the thing is people believe it. They vote for these people. And then four, four years later, they didn't make good on their promises. <laughs> But people forget, and it's like, oh, it's like, at some point, you have to, you know, you have to, they have to be accountable for the promises that they made and they did not stick to. Um, and I think that's the that's the same for all of us in our daily pursuits, you know, in our businesses and stuff. You know, if we make promises to our members um, that we do not come good on, uh, then every you know, every time we, we break a promise, we lose integrity as business owners and, and as, an, as an operation and people stop trusting you. Well, what's interesting is I feel like sometimes we are good at making promises to other people because that's like key, right? Like we know one of the reasons why why our community uh, is so successful is because we have a community that holds each other accountable. We have people that you want to show up for, coaches and members and friends and a whole kind of community. So we know that accountability works and we know that it's easier to keep promises 
promises when we're doing it for somebody else, right? Like I'm doing this for you. They're counting on me. But it's so hard to keep promises to yourself. That's true. That, that, when you said that, it's like all the promises that, you know, yeah, I mean, I feel bad if I'm like, oh, yeah, I promise I'll do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just didn't get to it or something like that. <laughs> you know, like the that kind of stuff happens. But the biggest promises that we break are the ones that we make for ourselves, you know. Right. Completely yeah. agree. I'm so easy to, to make sure I go do something for someone else. But when it comes to me, like, uh, I, can, I can get away with doing this. I can do this. But no, someone else is going to get that projection out there. I got to cover my ass. I got to let someone see. That I showed up for them. We forget. That I showed up for right. them. Yes. And because it gives a good image of you, right? So you're doing it for other people because mm. you want them to see you in this light. But it's interesting that we don't do that for ourselves because we're like, well, it's me seeing the darkest side of myself is, you know, no different <laughs> yeah. than every other day. Um, but I, th- I think I think people don't realize that every, every time they, they break a promise to themselves or to someone else, they you chip away at your... Your, your sense of self and your your sense of self-respect and you know and, and your sense of integrity so gradually you chip away chip away chip away until at some point you just you just lost all sense of yourself so or, does this mean that we should stop making promises or that we should make that like maybe our promises are too lofty and that we should make like we should start with smaller promises that we know we can get yeah i mean make promises you know you can keep Otherwise, it shouldn't be a promise. It should be a, I'm going to do do my best to get this thing done. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, and really with these with these things, you know, it's it's all about like creating a version of yourself that you can be that you can be happy with. It's not just about like fulfilling promises for other people. It's about you know your own sense of like I said, self esteem and, and self worth and. Um, you know, not like I said. The more the more you the more you break your promises, the more you the more you hate yourself, and the more you stop thinking highly of yourself. And then that, of course, you know, leads to even more problems. So, so how do you stop breaking promises? Well, there's that one way where you overexert yourself and you right. say, "Oh, I'm going to promise everything to everybody," and then right, you- like you're a yes person, right. yeah. and I am like that, right? It, where I think that it's where it comes from too, because it's not like people who break promises are like piece of shit people right it's that you may feel that way about yourself like what you're saying is like you chip away at your own self-confidence and yeah. we start telling ourselves this story that we we suck people can't rely on us blah 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 <laughs> but really it's that we want to give so much of ourselves yeah. that we you say yes too to too yeah. many things yeah. and yeah i think it's almost like an acknowledgement of like i'm making too many promises that i can't possibly keep i need to step back i need to really think about look, what can i really do you know what's what's realistic how much can I take on on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis? And what can I execute really well? It's better to take on five things that you can execute really well than to take on 20 things that you're going to fucking be half-assed at. Right. Kind of. Or even one thing. Yeah, or you even know, one back thing. Back to that, what, what's your one thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the bottom line is, if you do make a promise, keep it. Or don't That's make it. promises. Find your mic. Make this sure way? it's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure. Because when you turn and talk oh, yeah. away. I got a squeaky chair as well. Which is you do. Fine. Likewise. If you want, you try can. Not to I think yeah. we should just get a whole new furniture set. Maybe it's not conducive to our podcasting recordings. Yeah. All of our squeak, even the table, the table shakes. <laughs> We're letting you guys really on the ends, uh, ends of this. That the bolt, the the bolts underneath the the chairs sometimes come loose. You know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, okay, let's move on to the next point, which is ride for the brand. Now we 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 talk about this. A, a fair bit, Emily, and it's it's a really important thing for us because, 
you know, when you are trying to build um, a community and a culture and, you know, you have a, a ton of employees um, and you, you want people to ride for your brand, you're not just like giving them a job and they're not just showing up and taking a paycheck. They are in, you know, they are echoing your values. They are, you know, representing your business. Um, they are, you know, they are executing things on a daily basis in a, in a way that is true to your, true to your brand and true to the, you know, true to the, the, um, the essence of what you want your business to be like. Um, and, you know, I think we're constantly trying to like, you know, not, not get people to ride for our brand because I think it, it, it happens naturally, but we're constantly asking ourselves, how are what we, we make, doing? Yeah. What, yeah, what are we doing and how can we make people, you know, ride for the brand? even more my favorite thing about this phrase well it's two parts because one ride we ride motorcycles and it just is sexy like it's ride for the brand right, right. and when i say that it's like right you know as a motorcyclist there's like that thing people are like you know as a motorcyclist and a parent right people are like oh you got to get that get get that away but there's that like seed of something inside of me that's like this is a it's a like I can't help it. I just love riding motorcycles. I love riding for that brand, right? It's like right. A, I identify with this belief system and this value system, right? So when I think of the word brand, I don't think it's like this commercialized business that became like the Nike just do it and became a lifestyle and then is a bunch of like, you know, Instagram models that are all like doing a quote unquote lifestyle brand. And like, I don't think of it when I think ride for the brand. You know I think, that, uh, you know that I'm an Instagram model now? I actually yeah. did know that. That's why I made the joke because yeah. now <laughs> I just want to make sure you don't sell out and become, you know, what it is that we're talking about. <laughs> no, but you know, you have... Like if you create something that is a value system, what Pete was saying, and you align with that value system, it will naturally create a community of people that all want to ride for that brand, that all want to ride for the idea of, you know, a high performance lifestyle, the idea that like you do have limitless potential, the idea that like I come in and I work hard and fitness and exercise and living well and exploring my best self is a non-negotiable for me. It's like those are the people that we draw and those are the people that will ride for this brand because that's what it is that we're trying to create you know yeah. and a lot of this i think comes down to leadership as well like we, we see you know because we look at our business we look at other people's business and when you see people in other businesses that don't ride for their own brand you kind of say well how do you expect other people to ride for your brand when you're not willing to ride for it yourself like you have to you have to be the example you have to set the example so ride uh, for the brand kind of means like walk the walk for you. Yeah, as a I mean, kind of, but well, yeah. And then, then it's like you you have to walk the walk and you have to, you know, you have to exemplify the values that you want to instill in others. And then you hope that over time, you know, you know, people will want to ride for the brand with you. Right. Um, and I think you're true. Like a lot of it is image and a lot of it is, um, you know, of course, some of it is is marketing. Like you can't you can't deny that. So I mean, we both right. Like if we, you ride for the brand well enough, then we have like awesome merch, and you want our cool right, shirts, and right. you got the first t shirt, you get the keychain, and you got that. Like, but it's also like brands that you want to associate yourself with, and like a lot of that is is marketing. And we we both ride Indian motorcycles, right? And we like the way we like the way Indian present themselves. We like the way they they market themselves. We love the bikes, but it's a whole lifestyle branding thing as well sure um so i don't think you can get away from like you know the, the way things are marketed affects you know our emotional response to it but it's it's we have value systems and we got together uh to create this and you know uh the 
people that sorry now i just totally blacked out we'll definitely have to <laughs> target market <laughs> avatar and you're going off of yeah. waiting yeah. to find your thing oh right um we waited to see what our community was like to see what they you, you know based off of our values people aligned with that and then they all of a sudden became our target market and then our messaging became a lot clearer and our quote-unquote marketing became a lot clearer because you know like we kind of just waited to see what you know it was never it was never like we're okay we're gonna go and we're gonna target you, you yeah, know 30 I mean, to 50 year old people with disposable right, right, income right. and blah blah you know i mean what you're saying is <laughs> it, it, it grew organically into, into what it what it is and now you know our brand is what it is because of the people who made it right exactly um, that's exactly what i'm saying yeah. is like we're kind of now at this point three years in where like Yes, we hope that, it, you know, it all starts at the top and it trickles down and hopefully like our values and belief system and everything that we believe to be like true and right and fun about fitness and health and all of this trickles down to every single person that is passionate about that and comes I'm, in. I mean, there is a flip side to that in that it, it is hard sometimes because when you have a gym the size of ours and you have a lot of lot of different uh, people, um, you know, people with, you know, their own beliefs and you know their own backgrounds and so forth it can be easy it would be easy to be swayed by everyone's opinion all the time and if we listen to everybody all the time you know you would lose you know your own well, sense that's, of brand that is a good point you, you you obviously you know we we did have a clear vision of what we wanted the gym to be maybe not a complete vision of what the community would look like but what we wanted the gym to be and it would be easy to to kind of like go off tracks because you're like kind of like um swayed too much you're swayed too much like very uh in the moment i'm gonna go this way oh no no now i'm gonna go that way just to, just to please people because me and you are both pleasers we are this is true so it's, it's very easy to, to be swayed we like on, to say yes yeah we like to say yes when so people ask for things we're like yes right of course right i uh, no? yes. don't know what that means but that <laughs> it, it is it, it that it's an important it's important that we don't go off the rails well, when, and you say try, that when, when we're trying to please people, right? And it goes kind of back to that, like ship, because you know, Pharos, the first lighthouse, um, just to keep the imagery all aligned. We like someone needs to know the course, and someone needs to steer the ship, right? Like, right. It, it, like those two things are kind of like the non-negotiables. But the people who are, you know, in, it, like the people who are helping and the people who are like the ship itself can change. But like we still know the, where it is that we're like going. Yeah, we're still and, and there's a point. Charting and, the course. And this this comes up to another thing later on. But there's a point where you have to say no, and why? Because it does not align with our values, and that's right. it. Because it doesn't ride for the brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep it simple like that. Just, nope, can't. Nope, yeah. doesn't go my brand. Doesn't ride for the brand. Yeah. Uh, and whenever I think of, whenever I see this, because if you miss the first episode, then all of these values are plastered on our wall to be seen every time we wake up. Um, so every time I see ride for the brand, I always uh, think like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Those two things right. uh, like work from it, like you know, that. like like, like they that. they go kind of hand in hand with me. Where it's like you want people to be like so hell yes, and if it's not a hell yes, then like what? Then wh let's fix it. Let's change it. Well, for me, and it's it's also like an ideal to live up to. And it's like, am I creating a brand that I would want to ride for? 
I mean, it's my brand and it's our brand. So right. like, of course I want to ride for it. But if I wake up one morning and it's like, I don't want to ride for this brand anymore, then we haven't done our job properly. So it's it's it continues to be an evolving ideal that we have to try and live up to in order for others to want to live up to it. Right. Because otherwise, you know, otherwise you end up with wishy-washy kind of like, you know, a wishy-washy kind of gym that doesn't really stand for anything. And, you know, it's difficult and because you 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 always want to preach tolerance, tolerance of everybody, tolerance of, you know, whoever walks through our door. But you also have to have, you know, you also have to have a set of values that, that, that you believe to. You have to have your your non-negotiables, um, some things that just don't don't stand. And you have to kind of like stand up to that, you know, whilst trying to... <laughs> the image of the brand that you have because you know it's, it's always that thing of like one little bit of poison in the well can one drop poison of everything. poison yeah. yeah so it's like you you do have to be careful with the with the integrity of your brand and, and upholding the ideal of your brand that you want because i guess you know, that's... I've, I've 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 followed brands before that i was completely like sold on and i wanted to associate associate myself with those brands and then they did something or they said something or they moved in a certain direction that made you not want to be associated with that brand anymore. Mm-hmm. And it can be a very fine line. You know, it's it's one thing you do wrong or one thing you say wrong that can completely change people's you know view of your brand. You know, we all know of a very specific brand that I'm talking about in the right. fitness genre that, you know, at one point everybody wanted to align themselves with. And then one thing happened and then everybody wanted to distance themselves from it. Right. Now, I think they'll come out of that because they're changing things but you know it's a it's a prime example of you know they created a value system that everybody was like this is what we stand for and, and then we the like, question wait, came out i don't wait. stand for that <laughs> well then it was like they thought they were standing for this but then this happened it's like oh well maybe these people maybe, actually stand yeah. for that i don't want to be associated with that so therefore i'm going to distance myself from that and go in a different way so it's you know it's it's creating a brand and it's maintaining a brand and not losing you know losing your sense of what that brand should stand for right because it always goes back to the value system like what right. that what you just described was like a break in the value system right a, you know so right. it wasn't like oh the brand did a bad marketing scheme and all of a sudden it was like no like all of a sudden it was the, the core value the system core yeah the core of value system was a drop of poison in the well you right. know and yeah yeah, so that's something. The like, dark side of not of uh, of the brand, <laughs> right? Riding for the brand. Yeah, you yeah. guys said something that struck a chord with me, and I've noticed this myself. That you know, you said three years, and really three years before you really kind of kick it into gear and get stuff aligned and figured out. Why do you guys think it takes three years? I mean, I think a lot of people in different industries, and you guys yourself kind of mentioned it, like three years to yeah, kick I think it into gear. There are, there are different things come into it, so I think. For the first year, you're just trying to like set up and, and trying to build something and just trying to get people through the door. You're not even sure whether it's going to work. You think it's going to work. You hope it's going to work. And you're just kind of like laying the foundations and you have like a very almost like idealistic view of what you think your business is going to be. And then, of course, as time goes by, reality set in. Okay. You know, I think a lot of people that that start in the, in the fitness industry you know, they think that they think they're starting their dream. They think they're working in their dream hobby. So they're like, I love fitness. Therefore, I'm going to open a business in fitness. And then the reality of running that fitness business sets in. And it's not just about 
working out anymore. It has anymore. nothing to do with fitness. It's nothing to do with fitness. It's just it's about, business. Uh, numbers <laughs> and making a business work and paying bills and paying rent and paying endless goddamn taxes to try and, you know, to try and uh, to, to, to stay afloat. So, you know, the, 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 the dream that you have in the beginning soon becomes a reality. And it's not like you lose, you know, everything you started with, but it just, it just becomes a more practical, okay, you know, you have your values, but then it's like, okay, but how do we make those values functional in terms of running an actual business? Yeah, um, I feel like year one is definitely idealism, like you're and and people just believing in an idea and a seed of an idea. And then in year two, it's kind of about like noticing the holes and then right. trying to now realize that you have to like create systems and things in place to help fill up those holes. And I would say, I don't know if three years is like a magical number, but for us, I would say that because of the pandemic like the pandemic made me realize that what we created like so like it was like it solidified for me that we have taken three years to build something that now can withstand this horrible you know like this horrible time so you you know it's like it we as horrible as it has been it has been a nice reminder of like it took it took us three years to build this thing that now is you know we lean we are obviously leaning on heavily and they are supporting us so much through these very strange times um so it uh like i don't know i feel like it's been three years of just like establishing relationships and building systems and doing all of that and then when it's tested is like the true right you know well there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a couple of things as well like systems is a great is a great word that, that you mentioned because it really is all about systems that, that work mm-hmm. that, that run your business now right from the start um you know if it if it was if it was still up to me like to my to my floor this is not not a good thing I would still be coaching all the classes and this business would be a disaster. <laughs> um, it was, you know, it was Emily and it was Jeff uh, who were like, we have to step out and we have to bring coaches in and we have to work, you know, on the business and not in the business. Something historically I've struggled with uh, and I've like, you know, done a lot of jobs that someone else would have done better, but through stubbornness or pride or whatever you want to call it i was like no i'm going to do it myself no i'm going to do it myself no i'm going to do it myself wasn't the best use of my time someone else would have done it better um the movies the business would probably have progressed quicker if i hadn't have been so stubborn um but you know i think it's almost it takes three years i mean it took me three years to really be like where where am i most valuable to the business and that's the question you have to ask yourself where, what where is are your you, greatest contribution what yeah what what is my greatest contribution how can i really move this business forward and the answer is not like you have to do all the work yourself because it's just impossible um especially like as we've you know we've expanded three times in three years so it's you know it's it's impossible for for if you want to own a business and you want to lead a business, you can't always be in the business. You have to step out and, and concentrate on the things that help you grow as a business and not so much on the day-to-day kind of thing. So in order, and to answer your question, I t- it took three years to get me to that point where I'm like, okay, I kind of understand now who I am, what my role is and how I can lead without, you know, without opening the gym in the morning and closing it at night kind of thing. Um, that said... 
it's been an important it's been very important to me to be involved on the grassroots level because you know that's important to important to my sense of self and who i am and my sense of leadership and showing the people on a daily basis that i'm not like an owner who's just like telling people what to do like a you're here it's, for them. I'm here for them, and I'm yeah. I, when when the shit goes down, I, they can rely on me to to stand by their side, kind of thing. So it's important to me to to be there for people in that way, um, but it's also important for me to understand, you know, what what my real value is to the company um, moving forward, and and where I should, you know, where I should really kind of position myself um, to be of value, and not just to be, you know. Opening, closing, and all everything in between, right. kind of, and yeah. all doing all the things. The chief everything officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, back to pandemic because I think while you were saying that, it, I like zeroed in on what I was really trying to say. I feel like be, it, the pandemic tested and it actually like defined what our quote unquote brand is because our gym is shut down. So we are not a 22,000, you know, when you're like, oh, well, what are you? We are a 22,000 square foot, you know, strength and conditioning facility. It's like, well, actually, we're not right now. We are just a belief system, right? We are a we are closed. We are not in operation. And sure, we are offering services. But the reason that people are following those services are not for the services, right? They're for the belief system. They, you know, so I feel like it took, um, you know, three years for us to actually define what that belief system is. Like during the pandemic, we started doing that. Everybody has a story where we, you know, highlight one of our members uh, stories. And I just got to interview our virtual studio ladies um, who found us during the pandemic and, uh, you know, followed us. And now there's like a, a whole hardcore group of ladies that show nice. up every day, eight and nine, 15, them live classes and doing it. And, um, at, while I was interviewing them asking like how they heard about us, it really was as simple as Pete showing up the day after they had, were following us on Instagram. And the day after we were in shutdown, Pete showed up on Instagram and was just authentically like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where, but I'm here and I'll be here and we're all in this together and show up at 8, 8 a.m. every day. And if you show up, I'll show you know, I'll be here. So I hope to see you guys. And it was like a, you know, a, a call to just stick together and be like supportive, you know, be supportive during this time. And I think that that is like that has solidified for me like we are not a gym, you know, like Ferris is not a place. Ferris is a people, you know, it's that feeling. It's that like, like it as God is not a place, it's a people. Exactly. From Thor. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure they all got the reference, but thank you for really nailing it in. Shall we move on from Ride the Brand, even though I feel like we could je- definitely do a whole episode on Ride for the Brand? Yeah, let's move on. Um, okay, uh, next one is uh, talk less and say more. Um, I mean, this again in in these days is is everybody wants to say everything on Instagram and no one wants to actually do anything. It's just like constant people talking and saying things, saying good things about other people, saying bad things about other people, saying what they think, saying what other people think, trying to trying to get everybody to think what they think, and people just you know they're not they're not acting and they're not doing valuable things they're just constantly saying stuff so people have gotten away from just like waking up in the morning and doing an honest day's work to waking up in the morning and just like spending their time 
going on Instagram, going on Facebook, saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't mean anything and doesn't help anything and doesn't have any real value. It's just creating like arguments and creating tension and creating hatred and making other people feel like shit. And, you know, they spend all their time doing that rather than, you know, like I said, acting in such a way or, or, or performing tasks that, you know, have some value. Um, Agreed. It seems like everybody's finally got a megaphone now to project right. and say the things they need to say, but their listening skills have been completely shut off. It's like, guys, there's a lot of stuff being thrown out there. People being able to voice their opinions, just sometimes just sit down. I mean, take it when someone has to say. You don't have to respond back all the time. Just no, take it, I, absorb it, or dump it. I honestly, yeah. I honestly feel like some people are like sitting in their bedrooms, surfing online, <laughs> and just like commenting and saying and this endless circle of like back and forth of comments and dislikes and all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God, just get up, get out and go and do something of value. That's the thing. They're missing that community. They're missing those people that they could do that, relate that to. And instead they found it on their little nooks on the internet. And they found those people in Kansas or in Florida or in Germany. Like, Oh, we all think the same things. Now we can just sit here with each other and our place where we meet is the internet. That's it. It's like, to get outside yeah you could take yeah. action in what you believe in and all the things you want to do but yeah. that's yeah. the hard part i like that you kind of because this one for me like talk less because ultimately people hear through your actions mm. right not necessarily what it is that you're saying and i have a hard time with this because i talk a lot and i have a lot of things to say that's true people always ask me like <laughs> So, uh, like staff will come up and say like, hey, Emily, I have a question. And I always say, and I have an opinion because I don't know that I have an answer, but I definitely have something to say about it. <laughs> so that, but I, you know, try to remember that like sometimes talking less and just doing it and right. showing it and, yeah. and says way more. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, you know, it goes back to kind of like often like leading from the front and like if you if you believe in something do it make action on it as opposed to just like endlessly talking about it and saying things um you know saying a lot of things without actually doing anything meaningful um i think sometimes like if if we if we truly believe in something uh then we will do it and then you know our the definition of what that thing will be apparent by the things that we did and, and revealed and and showed ourselves doing as opposed to just like a lot of people like say they're going to do stuff and talk endlessly about it but then don't actually do the thing whereas if they just did the thing <laughs> they would have said it anyway um so i think it's another one of those um, walk the walk walk the walk don't just talk talk mm, yeah because mm. it's easy that's the to clueless talk. way it's of just, saying the code of the west it's just so easy to talk and it's so cowardly to talk. You know, we, we, I talked about the social media thing. I mean, there, there are people who literally, you know, they call them keyboard warriors or whatever, like just, just sitting there like ranting about this and ranting about that. And I just, you just want to say, just get up, get out of your house, go for a walk, go and do something, you know, act. And then, you know, you'll be judged on your actions and not on your constant verbiage which is just draining for everybody. It's true. Mm. Social media is the, the best and worst thing ever ever created. Couldn't agree. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, anything more on that one? No, I feel weird talking about it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. If I, if I really want to say something meaningful, I'll just shut up during this whole segment. <laughs> well, I think... <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is, is just too much salesmanship these days. People trying to like like sell you something, whether it's an idea or, or, a, or, a, or a product, rather than just demonstrating it or rather than just showing something to be effective. Like, let's... I always say this when people come in for an intro. Technically, they're already sold. I don't need to sell you anything. You already came wanting, like you already came wanting coaching, right? Like you signed up for a personal one, on like in the times that we were open and doing uh, one-on-ones, like you are coming to a per- private one-on-one where you know that we're going to go through and do some baselines and do some, you know, dream like goal setting and uh, a game plan of sorts. So I already know you're sold on that idea. I already know that you like the idea of having, of like having a coach and having someone like help you and guide you through it, you know? So I don't need to come in and talk about the value, like, and talk so much about why this place is valuable because if you called if you signed up if you pressed uh you know if you click the buy button for the intro or for your free class then i know that you're already sold yeah you know yeah no completely sometimes we think we have to sell but it's like no no no. let's do it you're here let's execute let's get your plan going and get you moving the direction we need you going yeah and and that's why like often now we, we get people moving in the gym pretty quickly because you know, I mean, I know you said earlier, like the gym itself is not the brand, um, but you know, I feel, feel like when someone comes into this gym, uh, because of the kind of atmosphere and kind of the 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 feel of the place, I feel like once we get them in and once they start moving in the space, um, and once we communicate with them in the way that we communicate and we make them feel comfortable, I think it pretty much like sells itself. Right, like ninety percent is showing to, like, up, and yeah, we don't have yeah. we don't have to sell them sell them yeah. hard on the product because we. We, we show them why it's great. Right, like your experience should sell right. you. you it, me talking doesn't sell you. You right. don't, no one's ever going to leave a meeting with me or first, you know, you never go to a first class with a coach. Like you, people always associate salespeople as different than like coaches. But like if you have an awesome first class, yeah, you don't leave it. that class and say, wow, that coach was an incredible salesman. You know, yeah, like the just coach just experience. delivered a yeah. great experience and I am sold. Yeah, because I mean, that's what we always said. We always wanted this to be the greatest fitness experience. And you don't sell a fitness experience by talking about it. You no. sell a fitness experience by delivering a great experience. Absolutely. And then yeah. that's it. <laughs> by walking the walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move okay. it along. <laughs> okay, uh, next next one is, is probably my favorite one, which is uh, remember that some things are not for sale. Um, now, this is, again, I, I think this goes back to a lot of kind of talk about integrity um there's a great line um from a springsteen song of course it's a springsteen song it but, is um, always a springsteen. there's a great line that goes it's a sad man uh my friend who's living in his own skin and can't stand the company um and it's it's that thing of like the more i do things that don't align with my sense of values the more i chip away at my own sense of self my own sense of integrity my own sense of you know who I am as a person and what I stand for, um, and the more you lose that, the more you, the more you sell out your values for profit or for you know or for some kind of gain in some kind of direction, the the more you lose yourself. Um, so if you don't hold on to the things that mean the most to you, um, if you don't hold on to those things that should not be for sale, then you're going to end up 
in a, in, a, in a pretty bad place. And again, it's something that, that I've seen numerous times over the years. And you can't, although, yes, the reality is we are running a business and a lot of people are running businesses and you have to make compromises and you have to you have to find ways to, to, to make ends meet at the end of the day. You can't overcompromise on your values without losing your sense of purpose, your sense of self, your sense of direction and everything you stand for. Um, so it's always going back to your core beliefs, your core values, your core systems and saying, this is what we stand for and it's not fucking for sale. Mm-hmm. So what is not for sale for you, Peter? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, t- I talked to you about this a lot of like what I want Faros to be and what I want it to stand for. Um, and, you know, for me, it's always like delivering on the product, delivering on the purpose. Everything we do has a purpose. We say we state we tell people what that purpose is, and then we have to deliver on it. If we don't, if we, you know, my my biggest word to you is like I don't want to sell a bunch of stuff. I don't want to sell fitness stuff. So if we have classes and we if we have um, you know new programs that just end up being a bunch of meaningless stuff, and there are gyms out there by the way, I I think they do just sell meaningless stuff. Um, if, if that were to become our gym, then we would lose, I think, the integrity of our business and what we what we what we stand for. Um, and at that point, the 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 brand that I ride for no longer exists. It becomes it morphs into something different. It morphs into something else, and I lose all connection with it. You know, I connect to my brand because my brand carries your purpose, my purpose, and and if and the things that I believe in and the the, the things that I the way that I believe things should be done. And if you, like I said, if you if you stop doing those things or if you compromise those things, um, you let too many other voices in, you let you know too many numbers in, all this kind of thing, then again, you, you lose sense of self and sense of purpose. And that's a dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's a great thing for people to ask themselves that, to know, listen, there's no price on this. There's no cost on this. Whatever I'm going to do, whatever I'm going to be or believe in or project for your brand, your company, your business, can't touch it there's no price on it or put a price on it and say does can i do that yeah Should i do that and then you'll be able to grow and again it's it's hard especially for for me and em because we are yes people and it's it's easy to say yes all the time but the more you say yes the, the more the likelihood of you compromising on something you know increases um you have to you have to learn to say no because you know this does not align with my values therefore it's a it's a hard no um and you know i think we've all been in positions before where you know maybe we've been offered a lot of money to do something and we did it and then we kind of like felt kind of like this this was this didn't make me happy like i, I thought think it was, was gonna... like a soy line commercial or something <laughs> i'm just kidding. Uh, that... i'm half kidding but you know like when you do like uh <laughs> I was you, like, did, it, I, did i do that no but My i'm chest hurts <laughs> <laughs> we uh have least uh we've um you know rented out our space for like film shoots and oh, things like oh. that and people are like oh you know we'll give you like uh, like brand recognition and blah 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 and you're like oh, i don't know but i think it's okay if we just fuzz out pharos you know and you right. ju- like we're not associated i hate that offer right there. Someone <laughs> yeah. Says, oh yeah, yeah what if we give you this like yeah, I'll tell you, oh, you can pay me. Yeah. I'll be fine if you guys come in here. I guess there is a price on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is that thing of like, you know, you as, as individuals and as businesses, we all have to survive and we all have to do things that enable us to survive. But 
there just has to be a point where if it doesn't align with again your your values and your sense of your sense of what who you are and what your business is then it's just not worth doing so yeah some things should not be for sale uh any more any more of that brendan happy with that yeah no I'm, I'm solid on that just yeah don't sell out don't, don't do things out. that aren't That's gonna make you feel bad to. if you're not like you said hell yeah, yeah. easiest yeah. ways easiest thing to hold right. yourself if to. it's not a fuck yes it's a no that's it that's yeah it. okay and the last one and it kind of like it is kind of an extension of number nine is nowhere to draw the line um my favorite line from uh roadhouse <laughs> you posted this today he just posted be nice it. until it's time to not be nice i want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice yeah. Which is exactly right. That's it is, honest. It is exactly right. Be nice. And sometimes nice doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm due for a rewatch there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But again, it is it is that thing of like, you always want to be nice to people. You always want to listen to people. You want to take everyone's opinions in and you want to be, you know, you never want to be, you know, um, disrespectful of people or to disregard someone's feelings or, or opinions on things. But there comes a point where you have to draw the line and say enough is enough. This is it. It's done. This like, is big for our team because I, I think I just said this yesterday where I go, unlike a lot of people in customer service, I do not believe that the customer is always right. And that's like a ooh statement, you know. But I mean that where like sometimes people will try to take advantage of our team members. Right. And yeah. or you'll send some and it's like, no. I will stand like you're not right in this scenario or it, it will be a, a classic scenario where they'll try to go above the team because they happen to know one, the owners or they happen to know management or whatever. And they'll say, you know, and then they'll go above them to try to come to us. And then our response is always like just reinforcing the policy that our team member accurately gave them. Right. Or whatever it is. There's that fi that sense of like. I'm not just going to people like I'm not just going to appease you. I'm not just always going to bend over backwards because you, you know, because you are the quote unquote customer. Like sometimes you're not right. Well, and especially right now where we're like everybody's upset and understandably so. We've been in this miserable situation for nine months. You know, everyone's upset about everything. People aren't working. People have lost money. People have lost jobs. It's a very sensitive time. Um, it's hard on a lot of people and, and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of tempers are short um, and, you know, you know, mine included. Um, so it is a difficult time, but, you know, we will be tolerant to a point. Um, but, you know, if, if someone comes in and abuses a member of my staff, that's that's it. You're done. That's not going to that's not going to cut it. You, you, you just can't behave that, that way. So there's, there's certain things that you just can't accept and you have to, you know, you have to not know where to draw the line. Um, both both in terms of you know what you're willing to tolerate in your in your business you know in a face-to-face -face kind of capacity uh, and also what you're what you're willing to let people say about you i think that's something else we've like encountered in the past like whether it's something online or you know some somebody will say something um and at a certain point you, you have to like call them out on it and say this is this isn't right this is out of order like um, and, and draw a line under it because 
But then you know, at the same time, when you say no, where to draw the line, that also means that you've acknowledged all the things that you're willing to let go of. It, like, uh, you know, all the things that are like the pick your battles kind of right. kind of things. Yeah. Like when you know where the line is, then you know well, the things that you're like, all right. Of, there's different ways of drawing the line. Like drawing the line doesn't mean I'm going to punch someone. you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's it never means, okay to hit people. <laughs> no. It, ju- it just means like. You know, we are drawing a line under this and moving forward in this in this fashion because we are not accepting this behavior kind of thing. Right. Whatever that behavior may, may be. So it's it's just, again, it goes back to like, these are our values. These are what I stand for. This is what we have decided is best for our community and our business. And we stand by that. And we're sorry that you don't agree, but this is it. This is where we draw the line and that's it. Um, because if not... Again, you move into this wishy-washy territory of trying to like please everybody all the time and listen to everyone else's. And then people who get their their bad habits get reinforced. Like if you're someone who's just used to being like, I'm calling for the manager and then you always get what you want, it's always going to be like, well, yeah, I don't want to be mean. Like, you know, I don't want to have to pull out, uh, you know, Mr. Bad Guy, whatever. You know, you don't want to have to go there, but you always get what you want when you are like, you know, when you're mean. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes people will come in and it will be like <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it just is that thing of like you know again as as, as leaders and as owners and when, when you have a business but it but even like on a, on a personal level you, you have to know where to draw the line like again because if you don't you you, you lose sense of self you, you lose respect for yourself you're like you know i let i let too many people in i i let i let too too much of myself go i I let things happen that I shouldn't have let happen. Um, and I should have drawn the line earlier. I should have, I should have, you know. And I like the idea of drawing the line with your schedule too, because I think this right. is something you and I can both work on a right. lot more of, yeah. of like, like we really should, I, I keep saying this. So maybe if I say it aloud, you guys will all hold me accountable. But like, I want, content creation days I want meetings I want like I want a time slot that I have available for lunch that somebody can book on the slot you know like I want it to be uh, I want that like I only take uh, private clients on these days and in these windows and I am not available outside of these times and at this time I am you know I spend mornings with my son and evenings with my son and these days I am off and that is a non-negotiable like that's also drawing the line it's not just like you know oh people are nice and I get or people are mean and I get all walked all over and then eventually at my the the you know the wrath of Emily comes out you know it's also like knowing where to draw the line of like how much you're willing to give of yourself to others yeah I I like that that phrase non-negotiables I mean I I don't think anybody had heard that phrase before like maybe five years ago but now it's like a I love it it's like a phrase everyone uses but it's really important like to have your non-negotiables this this does not happen this is like this is my this is the way i live this is my schedule this is my day and these things are non-negotiable so important so important to be honest with yourself to say those things like yes i'm not going to take a meeting until this time and and then you realize oh wow i just did something so great for myself it's not only gonna make me be a better person or a better business person or people to deal with but it just feels so a win-win everywhere feels so good and it does feel great you know what's great is what's great is when when you have a perfect day that was like when you have a day that kind of aligns with all of these these points that that, that we've talked about over the last two podcasts 
and you know all of your non-negotiables were in there and you 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 created your perfect day you feel so good <laughs> at the end of that day you're on like you are flying high when like, you nail a perfect day it's so oh my God. Yeah, oh, but the you high you didn't, is so you didn't good. like have a perfect day because you made a ton of money or you know nothing miraculous happened but it just the day went in, a, in alignment with your values yeah and when that happens it's like paradise it's like it's so good. You feel so good. You sleep so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think we're all, we're, all, we're all in the constant pursuit of, of of happiness and you know trying to create the life for ourselves that we want. And I think if we all if we all try harder to to create the kind of day that aligns with our values, as opposed to create the kind of day that tries to please everybody and makes a ton of money and gets my dopamine rush from Instagram likes and all that kind of thing we move away from that um i think we'd all be you know in a lot better place so having our values living our days that align with our values and getting a good night's sleep because we existed <laughs> in that world is is really the way forward bingo nail on the head anything to add Emily Kaval? no i think you're brilliant <laughs> I do. I also think you're so cute. If I can just like uh, uh, adorn my husband here for a moment. I just, um, again, because I've gone through and done a lot of these interviews of people and people who, you know, know Pete or follow Pete. So many people come and they're like, he's just such a good guy and so authentic. Like I remember, in case you don't know us very well, Pete and I got married uh, after like essentially six weeks of knowing each other. Um, And we... I remember the day before, like the day we decided to get married, we got married two days later. And one of your friends came up to me and pulled me away after your visa got denied and said, (laughs) you will never find a guy like Pete. You will never find another one like like this man. And I, I was like, I know. I yeah I'm, that's why I'm gonna marry him like I'm gonna marry him you know so it's just fun for that me wasn't, that wasn't the one that said I was a trophy husband <laughs> no, wait, one. one in the same they both one in the same <laughs> they're like and he's damn good looking <laughs> he's a good man and he's good looking like one of those internet brides yeah exactly yes <laughs> um, <laughs> no but I think uh, that you know episodes like this are where that comes out where it's like Pete really is just uh, authentic and wants to uh, create this wisdom that instills these values that pays it forward that really can like make the world a not just like fitter uh, and healthier, but also, you know, um, like more fulfilling place like well that we can all be just more fulfilled in our own lives. So I just want to thank you for doing that for our family and for our Pharaoh's PH family. Oh, that's cute. He doesn't know what to say. He's blushing right now. (laughs) He's blushing. Well, listen, I I think a lot of this stuff um, comes down to to common sense, really. And common sense is just something that right now just seems so far away. Like, we just seem to have lost common sense. People are just, you know, there's just, again, so much talking and so much like, this is right. No, this is right. And you're wrong. And I'm, I'm right. And everything's so polarizing all the time. It's like, can we just get back to some sort of sense of, you know, and people talk, talk a lot about science right now, but the science says this or the science says that. It's like, you're not re- this isn't really science. Like you are, you are reaching to extremes when really, like if we really looked at this and used a little bit of common sense, we could find a way. But because we don't really want to use common sense, we don't want to, 
we don't want to find the middle ground we want to find the extremes common sense just gets lost and um you know i just long for the long for the time when you know common sense can come back into our lives a little bit more yeah i think there's definitely a baseline for common sense and the like what you mentioned like everybody has their own brand of common sense today just like whoa right. whoa, whoa whoa get your right. own brand out of the baseline that is your extreme and you're bringing that and labeling it as right. common sense no get it out get it out keep it away yeah. there's a baseline we all know that baseline let's meet there oh, dear. <laughs> well on that note guys we will end it there uh thanks again so much for listening uh feel free to, to share and like this podcast um we will be back with you uh next week uh, thanks again for coming in Brandon we appreciate it no, I love working with you guys thank you thank awesome. you thanks Emily have a great day guys have a great thanks day guys we'll see you soon